Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Lack of quietness, I think, like stillness. Mm -hmm. you know, so we have so much static around us that adding a, a little ripple in, a little pebble to try and augment things, I think usually is like, it just gets consumed by the, totally. by the tidal wave of, of your previous momentum. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, 
because this is someone who I've wanted to connect with for a while now. And it's someone who has actually been in my circle of friends for quite some time. I met him a while back, but have not actually gotten to sit down and really talk. And I will tell you that I learned so many new things today. And I know that you are going to learn so many awesome things. And I just love this human because whenever I can just go down the rabbit holes of life and really talk about anything that comes up, right? Nothing was off limits. Nothing is weird. Nothing is judged. It's all just a beautiful conversation about life. That's exactly who this human is. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Aaron Alexander. He is an accomplished manual therapist and movement coach with over 13 years of professional experience. He's the founder of Align therapy, an integrated approach to functional movement and self-care that has helped thousands of people out of pain and into health. He hosts the top-rated Align podcast featuring the biggest names in movement and wellness. Aaron's clients include Hollywood celebrities, Olympic professional athletes, and everyone in between. He teaches worldwide and he resides in Venice. So he lives pretty much right down the street from me. And also, you guys, when he came in, so he came into my home, which is where my podcast studio is. And we did a, a one-on-one in-person podcast and I was having a bit of a shoulder issue. And I can honestly tell you that he probably alleviated about 70% of the pain that I had in my shoulder in one session. So I not only got an amazing podcast, but I also got part of my shoulder and bicep fixed. So this was like a really amazing day for me. So I hope that you guys not only enjoy the conversation, but also if you're really curious about exactly what he does. I hope that you go check them out. So let's get started. Aaron, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? (laughs) We're laughing because I just, I really just surprised him with hitting record in the middle of, we were about to do laugh therapy. That's exactly how I do my podcast. So it's perfectly convenient. You surprise attack people? Sometimes. You're like, yeah. I'm going to put that out. Yeah. Into the My world. last person was Emily Rosen. She does a thing. Uh, do you know Emily Rosen? I know that name. She, the psychiatry of eating. She's in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And she confirmed that I'm not into consent culture because I didn't, I didn't let her know that we were recording. Oh. And it was, she was like, the stuff she was saying was gold. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I've definitely done that. I'm like, well, I don't even think they'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> they said it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Hi, you're in person. It's the this real is so, thing. I know. It's really exciting. Mm. So I'm so excited to have you here because I've been seeing all your stuff online. And I think that we share just about every single mutual friend possible. Mm. And I haven't really gotten to drop in with you. But I would love for people, because I really want to know. You have like this super diverse realm of everything that you do and what you're interested in. Mm. Like it's almost so much that I don't even know where to start. Mm. But I would love for you to share for people who don't kind of know how you got into what you're doing now and why and what exactly is that? Because you're probably one of the most interesting people that I know. The Dos man of (laughs) self-care products. I So similar background, I think of like starting off, we were talking a little bit before starting off had kind of like, for whatever reasons, home reasons, whatever, I got really obsessed with bodybuilding from a mm-hmm. young age and started packing on muscle as a means of like protecting, you know, my, my biological home and then got really imbalanced from that. And then parts started blowing up. I started dislocating joints and, you know, injuries mm. got worse at sports. My body just... How just, old were you? Were you young when that started? 
like age 14 is where I got really into bodybuilding. And then parts started exploding when I was like 17. Exploding meaning like like a lot of shoulder dislocations, Mm. ankle dislocations, just like literally the parts like like coming off my body. Wow. You know, which I think all now I'm like, oh, it's all metaphors. Yeah. You know, like the parts start 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 coming off. And then thankfully I ended up moving to Hawaii and kind of like meeting people that were into different things, you know, more like Chinese medicine and like surfing and jujitsu and kind of learning more about like human movement. And were you always to, open to that? Was that something that you were or was it weird at first? Or were you like yeah, I was fairly open. I discovered, do you like swear and talk about like taboo subjects and things like that? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> good. Good. Really? So I discovered like psychedelics and things like that at like that's kind of like a strange young age. Yeah. Like 13, 14 years old or so. And so I think that that kind of augmented perspective on things, you know, from from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, fairly open, but also super closed and protected and and just guarded was the big thing. And that came from your home life. I think so. It's all stories, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't really know. And then you repeat the story over and over again. You're like, is that just the story that I'm putting on top of it? Or is it, Mm. you know, at some point you got to just like- We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. At some point you just got to like let go of the whole thing. And so that's what you're saying. It's like words, words can be really confusing because they have a a pre-definition. You know, we have this conception of what each word is. It's a a box. You know, so if you Mm -hmm. can kind of step outside of that and just things like- dance and human contact and, you know, body work like we're doing and just like, you know, singing and all those other expressions that are kind of a little bit more, more true. That's kind of the stuff I started to explore when I moved to Hawaii. Mm. Okay. So we just did like kind of a mini session. Mm -hmm. So what would you call what we just did? We just worked with unwinding some of the tissue around your diaphragm and your rib cage and started getting into starting to like, you could say like downregulate or like calming your autonomic nervous system Mm -hmm. through physical contact. You know, so, so many of us, similar thing, like we do like the the talk therapies and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. We could try to talk our our way out of these physical, physiological issues. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. And so essentially what we're doing is just going through and, and through my contact, like mm-hmm. slow, deep pressure, mm-hmm. having you start to access parts of your own physiology that, you know, I describe it as like shining a flashlight on parts mm-hmm. that sometimes we have contraction and tension in parts of our body. And we just keep on marching through life and kind of slamming through and having a moment of someone to say, Hey, did you realize this has been bracing for the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I do on a one-on-one like manual therapy way. Mm-hmm. is kind of just go through and 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 shine a flashlight on parts of people's body that they've been bracing and they don't realize. Mm. And those braces, that contraction will cause your nervous system to be, you know, I described it as like running at higher RPMs than what is actually healing for your body. Mm-hmm. You know, so as we go through and find those places that are bracing, that contraction, it allows the whole global nervous system to start to calm down. And go into more of like a rest, digest, heal place. Mm. So meditation is a powerful tool for that as well. Mm, I love meditation. It's, it's just, important. Yeah, it's just doing it. <laughs> right. The idea of meditation is awesome. You know what? I heard it rock. <laughs> <laughs> so going going back to just when you started exploring things and you became really open to things, are you uh-huh. were you like a really fast trial and error person where you're like, oh, liked it, didn't like it, didn't work. Oh, I noticed this about me or... What were some things right away that you started doing that you, I think what I'm saying is through the physical work that you do, what was opening up for you? Like, what were you starting to see mentally? Like what was changing for you? The big thing is shame. Mm, Yeah. So shame, uh, shame is literally weight in the body. 
Mm. You know, so any place in your body that you're insecure about, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. Like if you go to like Papua New Guinea, you know, or something, there's a guy called Ted Decker. He he grew up in Papua New Guinea. He's like the Stephen King of like religious novels or something like that. He's mm-hmm. a very interesting guy. But he was telling me about his, he grew up with cannibals in Papua New Guinea. Oh I'm gosh. like, you're the most interesting person wow. I know. This is amazing. Ted Decker, check him out. Um, <laughs> And so, but with that, they grow up and they have like these little, like some kind of like shell something thing over their, over their junk, over yeah. their genitals, Yeah, you know? And it's like, it, but it, it, they, they're actually way more okay with like exposing their cock. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like a, a normal part of their culture. Yeah. We in our culture, not that it's just about the cock, but we in our culture, <laughs> we're, we have these parts of our body that are okay. Yeah. And then we have these other parts where it's like, oh no, oh, yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. You know, and so any, and so that's, again, that's like a metaphor for maybe parts of like your emotional self or parts of just any part of you that you're not okay with being seen mm-hmm. with, it kind of creates these walls around it. It's that bracing, you know, and then mm-hmm. with that bracing, it's contraction for there to be contraction in the body. Your body needs to expend energy to maintain that contraction, mm. you know? And so I think it was really valuable just to like go to school. I went to school for rolfing and massage therapy and different forms of like hands-on therapy mm-hmm. and just being like touched everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like, like it's okay to be taken care of. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's like we feel uncomfortable taking up space almost. At least oh, that's the way goodness. I felt. Oh, for sure. I even, I even noticed there's so many people who have trouble just even hugging. Yeah. Like being held for longer than like a, eh. Right. Like a pat on the back. Yeah. It's like, I'm not completely autonomous. I'm not completely, I can take care of myself. So it's for, like, dude, the strongest thing is for you to be able to actually reach out and say, I need help. Yeah. But that's a, like, it can be a practice for people. I think you can worry that if people see that part of you, they can think that you're weird or that you're different or that there's something wrong with you or whatever that is. So we tend to like avoid those different things. Or maybe if you haven't yet been able to explore it or put words to it, you're worried like, what is this? Like what's going to come up? Like sometimes maybe we don't want to see it or we don't want to know it. Or we're like, did any of that happen for you when you were exploring, like letting go? Or were you just all about wanting to just feel free or what really- still dealing with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I see you, I just like, I literally think of you as like, he must be so free. Like that must feel, because all of the work that you do and all the things you do, is it because you're seeking freedom? I mean, aren't we all? Yeah. I mean, if you're seeking freedom, then inherently it means that you're not free. Yeah. You know, and, and so <laughs> and so for, for me, if you would see me and perceive me that way, you know, there's a, there's a good chance that A, I either came from a place that was like totally unfree or B, I'm still working on it. Yeah. You know, if I'm writing a book about freedom, like we were talking about, like if you're like the expert on the thing, it's like, oh, this is because this is the thing you've struggled with throughout your life. Now I'm the expert on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm like, oh, he's so free. I mean, his Instagram, he doesn't even hardly wear clothing. Like, (laughs) I mean, if he could wear a shell, he'd just be in a shell. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, I mean that's amazing though. So what's something right now that is is feeling restrictive at all in your life? Vulnerability. Oh. Yeah. So that's the big thing that I'm I'm noticing. So I have more resources in my world than I've ever had before, which is really mm-hmm. great. Um, just in every sense, not just like financially, but just like all the realms. Like my home is safe and my work is safe and I have this great book deal thing happening and mm-hmm. oh, like, oh, like yeah. there's a lot of good stuff happening right now. Yeah. And what I'm seeing with that is it's because those resources feel more full, it feels as though, and that could be a story as well, but it feels as though I'm, I'm almost like there's a, this other underlying baggage that's now it's coming to the surface. 
you know, it's sometimes it's almost like sometimes if you feel completely safe or you mm-hmm. feel like you're okay, well, we finally made it home from a long trip, <laughs> yeah. then you get sick. Mm-hmm. And your body's like, your body's like, okay, well, now we can address this other backlog yeah. of shit. Yeah. And so the thing, the backlog that I've noticed is, I mean, this is probably like excessively like going deep into whatever, but like, oh, I sense, love this. Oh, oh, perfect. <laughs> um, like a sense of abandonment. Mm-hmm. So that happened in that, you know, my dad got into like smoking crack and he was like selling, he was pimping women. Mm. Super interesting. I hear they go hand in hand though. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. They, <laughs> so, they pair well together. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, but so I was, I had never really addressed it throughout my life. And now Recently, I was actually talking with Neil Strauss in a podcast, mm. and he like dissected me, yeah, which was really great. Yeah, experience. <laughs> um, and, and it's recorded if you want to hear it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so he he like put me on the chopping block and realized that I never really felt into that moment of like I'm not. As a kid, you can't not feel like wow, you're doing all this stuff, you're abandoning the family or whatever. Mm. You know, you're leaving me, right. You know, and so what that, what I conceive from that is it kind of put me into this place of like, okay, you know, I'm, I have a fear of abandonment. So mm. I would end up protecting myself. So I became super good at, at creating rapport really fast mm. and connecting with woo, like, woo, like we can connect really quick. Mm-hmm. But then there was a layer where I would stop. Mm. And now I find it really fascinating and intriguing to like tell people how I feel. Mm. You know, if I'm like attracted to a person or I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I have feelings for you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, so you can, you can do with that what you wish, mm-hmm. you know, whereas for the longest time I would just shut it down and just live like a, you know, I, I, a very lonely life. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, screw that noise. Oh yeah. I did that for a lot. It's so, I did that for a long time too. I think that it's the safe, like a safety thing. Like, well, if nobody, if I don't share how I feel, then I can't be rejected, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I like that. And you can be in a relationship with somebody Mm -hmm. and still be lonely. Oh, for sure. You can have a million friends, you have a million dollars, you can have all that stuff, but you still have this core of loneliness because you haven't actually shown anybody like your true self. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden people are attracted to this superficial layer of you. Mm -hmm. And now that's like, oh, cool, sweet. They applaud that. So now that creates this feedback. So now, okay, now I have to be there because if they saw the real me, they wouldn't actually love me. Mm -hmm. And so the sooner that you can like, I have a friend, she's going through this thing like how to be find an alpha male or something. She's a yeah. friend that you know, but I'm not going to mention. I think uh, I know who it is. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so she's telling me about, and she's like, just all these like tricks and you got to like, don't call, text it back for 16 hours and like <laughs> all this stuff. I'm just like, okay, great. That's, that's cool. It's effective. Like it will probably, it'll create like this sense of scarcity around you, right. which will make them want you more probably. And you're also playing this like topical layer yeah. that now the person becomes attracted to that. So mm-hmm. at some point you have to spill the news that that's not you. At some point you have to be like, look, I'm real needy. <laughs> yeah. So like how long, like the sooner that you can just be like, here it is. So is this locked and loaded or what? Because I got to show you the real me. <laughs> it's true. So it's like this really great filtration mechanism that we all naturally have. If you're just yourself, you'll attract people that are actually resonate with you. Mm-hmm. But most mm-hmm. of us, we fear that because if you actually express yourself and someone doesn't like that, it means they don't like the real you. Mm-hmm. That's way more painful than they don't like the like the superficial bullshit version that you show. Oh man, I had a moment of this where it wasn't, it's not like sometimes we're even intentionally creating like a facade around who you are. But I had a moment the other day because I've been in this mode of just like not wanting to do 
anything lately. Like really, like I've been wanting to just like deep, deeply chill, cool. <laughs> like knit blankets type of chill. It's winter. But it's true. Like definitely I've just been like wanting to not output a lot of energy at all, even in like talking or relationships, like nothing. So outside of like my podcast, which still feels good and things like that, but outside of that, I've been like, okay, let's do a couple hours of work a day and then chill. That's just where I'm at. But I had this moment where I was like, who can I call that I can just not do anything with or talk to or just be or be like so goofy or moronic and weird? And my list was super small and it's not because they wouldn't accept that in me. It's because I felt like I had an expectation to need to be like create a space for them or do something interesting or, and I, I can see myself doing that, like needing, like needing to be someone for the relationships that I've created yet. I don't. Yeah. But that's what I observed. Yeah. It's like the, the caretaker (laughs) archetype, which I don't think is actually like one of Joe Campbell's like archetypes. It might be, it sounds like it'd be a good one. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) You know, so, so me, like I pursued a path of educating people on how to, you know, take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. self-care and manual therapy and movement coaching and all that. Like, it's like my purpose here is to help you feel well. Right. You know, but that's also a a topical layer. It's like, Mm -hmm. you love me because I empower you. You fixed my arm. So (laughs) you can only ever fix my... Love me, Laurie. (laughs) You can only ever fix me when you see me now. Like you can't just be. I'm just kidding. No, that's a that's a real thing, and so it's yeah. it's it's easy. So culturally, we we applaud people that have a lot of money. We applaud people that are able to fix my arm. We applaud people that are able to like do the thing. Yeah. But even still, there's like this kind of cap on that where it's like you can feel like I I'm obligated to show up in this way and support you. Mm-hmm. But it's like the shoemaker with no shoes mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like for that person, so many people, and I know because I get to work with them that are like these leading authorities on helping empower people and all that stuff, they don't actually know how to take care of themselves. Mm. <laughs> like they've mm-hmm. done, they've drilled in so good at taking care of everybody else. Mm. But then when you really get into a lot of their stuff, they're like, oh, I never have really actually allowed anybody in to like, mm. take, just take care of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like a deep practice. Oh my god! I'm like sorting that shit out. Yeah. So that's so that's what I wanted. This is my so these are my favorite things is to talk about what's in the moment right now for you because you do have some really awesome stuff that I know you've kind of been like working on and manifesting in your life that's like feeling really great for you right now. So what you were saying is that was kind of, and maybe I'm translating it wrong or maybe not. But what is it? Is that revealing on the other side some of the other stuff? Is that what you were saying that you're kind of dealing with or that you are that you want to work through when things no, it's are just going- creating it's just creating a it's almost like a lattice or like like a scaffolding. You know, as you're building a building, you build build the scaffolding up and mm-hmm. then you can raise taller. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that that to me, some of these maybe like superficial indicators. Even, you know, like health and, and like home. is So it's like Maslow's hierarchy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You first, you figure out your base level needs. Yeah. And then from there, the, the very top of the pyramid is self-actualization. But first you need to figure out like you got to get your car registered and you got to, mm-hmm. you know, get good food in the fridge and you got to have good support group. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just feels as though I'm kind of, I have been um, filling in some of those lower portions of the pyramid. And I think for the first time, literally in my life, I'm starting to see what, I conceive as being like self-actualization. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas for the longest time, it was just 
treading upstream. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, and I had this this like visual sensation of like every day it felt as though I was like pushing a rock up a hill. I just said that today. Yeah. And then and then I go to sleep and the rock like rolls back and there was a little bit of progress, mm-hmm. you know, like roll it catches a divot and like, oh cool, sweet. <laughs> I moved it like a foot. I spent the whole day moving it, you know, mm-hmm. 300 feet and then it moved back to I got a foot. Okay, it's something. And whatever the switch has been, um, it, it feels as though it's like, okay. It seems like when I go to sleep, the rock still moves, mm-hmm. you know, and there's still a bunch of crap that we'll be working on, but mm-hmm. it's been a long journey. Let's talk about the boulder for one minute because because <laughs> we've all got the boulder. Like everybody yeah. literally was probably just like, yes, we all have the boulder. Right. So there's so much talk now about like flow and, you know, don't make it so hard and we're making it so much harder. But don't, don't you think it like we actually have to go through that to like find the foundation of what that even means to us, like flow or following the energy of what actually works for us or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like when you look back at anything, everything makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? So it's having, being, I don't know, wise enough or something to realize just to, you just look at the pattern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I look mm-hmm. back anytime in history, I'm like, oh, it all makes sense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, present, you're like, oh, it's terrible. This makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this shouldn't be happening to me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think to me, like that provides a lot of satisfaction, you know, or gratification or, or safety or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like from the patterns, from history, everything I look back on, all those terrible situations have, have formed me to where I'm at now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like a hormetic stressor. Like you go into the gym, you work out, it might feel painful at the time, but then you're able to grow from that. Mm-hmm. But that's all stuff that people understand, I think. You know, mm-hmm. but I think that that's the thing is just looking at my history and seeing like everything, all the hard stuff has really been the most valuable things. Mm. So if I'm able to kind of like ameliorate that, that moment of wigging out because, mm-hmm. you know, so far it's worked out. So I, I, that's kind of like an anchor for me, mm-hmm. you know, because since they, like pain's funny. Like, yeah. what the hell is pain? Yeah. What is it? What do you think it is? <laughs> I mean, it could be like a, a sensation of resistance to, to, to what is. Mm. You know, whatever the thing is, if I feel like I need to get away from it, then our body will, will clamp down and contract. You know, and you could describe it from like more of like a like a scientific kind of way, and say it's like the the tissue is contracting around the sensory nerve endings, which is mm-hmm. creating the stimulus up to your brain to say there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. You could say it's like an emotional thing. You could go to a, a, a vipassana and say it's a samskara, which is like <laughs> that's that resistance okay. inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so have you ever done any like extended meditations? I have. I don't know the names of them, but I've okay. done like, yeah. So I recently did a, a Vipassana where it's like a 10 day. You just sit oh, not that. No, no, no. The whole no, time. haven't done that. Yeah. So you get up at 4.30 <laughs> in the morning. You just sit there all day. Yes. That's all you do. Yeah. Um, and you eat and you don't stare, you don't look at each other. It's all called noble silence. Yeah. And what they teach in that is that when you are having any type of sensation of pain, it's just some resistance in your nervous system. And you're like a mm. deep emotional body coming up and saying, run. Yeah. Get out of here. Yep. You know, and so when you Mm -hmm. sit, if you can actually sit through that, what I found, I mean, there's some crazy shit, which totally changes my whole perception of like what, what pain is. Yeah. Literally felt like I'm not, I mean, I'm like borderline crazy person, but I'm like fairly... Not completely like out there, patch pants, dreadlock. Well, I I feel like as long as you're aware of it, it, it's not super crazy. Okay, but so but what I'm saying is what (laughs) I'm about to what what I'm about to say is like as I was in there, I could feel 
there was moments where it literally felt like this pain sensation, like yeah. hot, fiery, searing pain. Mm. It would like move because I sat with it for 25 minutes or something like that. I'm just like, oh, like legs gonna, I feel I'm, I'm hurting myself. And then all of a sudden the pain, as though it was like an, a tangible orb, yeah. it went and moved and it goes like out of my hip and then like up my spine and then, and then over into my shoulder. Wow. And it yeah. was like, it was as though this thing in my body, this sensation of like retreat or whatever, it's like, it's trying to work its way out and it was in the hip and I call it, you know, hip pain or whatever. Yeah. And then if I sat with it long enough, it felt like, okay, cool. It's, it's starting to move, but it's, it, it wants to go. Right. But we just need to give it the, the spaciousness to, to, to go. But most mm-hmm. of us, our environment forms us into a position that's, that's collapsed and contracted. You know, mm-hmm. so when we're sitting in hunched over positions in chairs, for example, um, this gets into more things that I actually like have some, some sense of like researching and getting mm-hmm. into. When we're hunched over in those chairs, that literally is all tied into our physiology. Mm-hmm. So if you're hunched over like this position, you're looking into your phone. If you were to look somebody in that position and you didn't realize they were looking at their phone, you'd think they were sad. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so your, your, totally. your physiology is all tied into that. So there's studies done in, in Harvard, amongst other places, where they did uh, saliva samples with people. Just after two minutes of being hunched over into that position, just standard, typical looking at my phone yeah, um, or driving in my car or sitting in the plane literally your stress hormones end up increasing. So mm. cortisol is one they measured. And then testosterone levels decrease, which is good, like cognitive function and making you feel like alive, mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. And then the inverse happens when you go into that upright position. Mm. But the mold that we live in literally forms us into a collapsed, depressed position. Mm. And so we're literally, like I use the analogy of like, it felt like I was like, kind of like uh, going up river. Mm-hmm. We're literally going up river in the environment yeah. that we live in. Mm. So we need to be smart enough to start to kind of go in and say, okay, the mold, the modern mold, obviously it appears as though people are getting fatter, they're getting sicker, they're getting, you know, they're, they're Amer- United States use more anti-anxiety and antidepressants than like anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So like something is happening that we're going in this direction. Seems like it's almost like we're being pressed into it, like the mold's shifting us. So we mm. need to be smart enough to start to rewire the way that we inhabit the mold. Uh, and that creates spaciousness in the body, which creates spaciousness in the mind because we're always communicating via body language. Mm, I, 55% of our communication is body language. Oh, I for sure feel that. Especially, I think once you're aware of it too and when you meet people, like I can, it's almost like, and it's not a bad thing, but sometimes it's challenging because when you meet people like right away, if they're super closed off, I'm like, eh, I'm not even gonna go over there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. Because it just and and it's probably literally my body saying don't go over there because they're super closed off because you can see it, you know, it's just like either crossed arms or they're hunched over or yeah. they don't look confident. Right. Or and and then it's funny you can kind of watch rooms like the same people we find our level of confidence even like cuz you can read the body language. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, so if you can start to take control of what what are these signals so the specific um, there's a guy called Albert Morabian. I think mm-hmm. he was in Harvard as well as like in the sixties that a thing where they, they, he determined that 55% of our communication was via body language. This mm-hmm. doesn't need to be exactly accurate, but this is what they came up with. 38% was via tonality. Mm. Right. So if all of a sudden I start talking higher and I get a little bit faster, you're like, who that? I don't, whatever he's saying, I'm not into it. You're right. You know, like I don't, he doesn't trust himself. He doesn't feel confident. <laughs> he doesn't believe himself. So I'm not going to believe it. Right. Right. And then he said 7% was the actual words 
Mm. you know, that we're saying to each other. Totally. But if all of a sudden my hips shift towards the door right now as we're talking, mm-hmm. or I kind of like say something, but I nod my head, mm. you know, or I collapse my shoulders, like or I cross my arms, that's what you're actually listening to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we never get any education around that, mm. <laughs> right? We're learning yeah. like arithmetic and we're learning, you know, whatever grammar, but we don't actually get any education of like grammar aside, you're communicating with your body. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so if you can start to create a little bit of awareness of that, you you just, without a doubt, become a better communicator. Mm. But then if you can shift your environment, that your environment actually forms you into a better communicator. Because as you're driving in the car, you maybe say you put like a water bottle or something like a pillow behind your spine. So mm-hmm. you're more upright as you're driving. You know, as you're at your house, you spend more time on the floor. So now you're mobilizing your hips and you're opening up the hamstrings and you're mm-hmm. practicing getting all the way down and up, which protects you from fall risk. That's mm-hmm. the number one leading cause of elderly needing to, to oh gosh, go to assisted yes. living. Because mm-hmm. we just literally, this position, so right now I'm sitting on the chair as though I'm on the floor. Yep. Right? But that position, that bottom like three and a half, four feet range of motion is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like modern culture, we just, nope, we don't do that. Yeah, like don't it's not it. even like after like <laughs> just, 45, it's like not expected. Like, don't, don't do that. Do that. Yeah. You'll get hurt. You'll blow out your yeah. knee. <laughs> yeah, don't bend over. Yeah. Um, okay, so going, it's so true. So it really is. And then like you and it. then you lose it. So it creates a gap. Yeah. Every day that you step away from that thing, yeah. it's like an old friend. Yeah. You know, we went to the that's how we went to the bathroom, right? Like that's how you stay. Still stayed how we mobile. go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 rectum actually. There's a muscle club. No need to get into this, but uh, <laughs> we're talking about rectums today on the Earn Your Happy podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's literally a muscle that actually wraps around the front of the rectum, and as you are standing, it kind of puts tension on that. Mm. And so as you come down, it releases that muscle and allows the rectum to actually elongate, so you can defecate. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's I think it's called the pubo-rectal angle. I, something like that. I don't know but, how but, you know that. But it's <laughs> and so um, as you go into a squat position, mm-hmm. you're literally starting to elongate, 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 and finally open up your uh, rectum to allow poo come out. That's why yoga can be a scary place if you have a stomachache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. No, it's a big deal. But all these, all these systems, this is what we evolved from. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is what makes us. And we human. remove them, and then we wonder why we're like. Whoa. And then we wonder why we're sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you're going through that range of motion, like it's the foundation of your humanity, mm-hmm. right? Like our, yeah. our brains, there's a, a, a sea squirts. They, when they are, are ba- whatever you call a baby sea squirt. I don't know. I, I really don't know what you're talking about right now, but I'm excited <laughs> here we, here to here learn. Here we are. This is interesting. <laughs> so sea squirts, but they're baby sea squirts. They have really similar nervous systems to us. And they have the brain and they got the spinal cord and the whole thing. A baby sea squirt? Yeah. What is that? Uh, it's just like a little sea creature cruising around. The, you're not talking about the sea, like a seahorse. Nope. It's nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, look it up. Sea squirt. This is legit. I will look it up after this. Is this. Science. <laughs> so the sea squirt. So it cruises around, and so it it has a brain. It has a nervous system, just okay. like just like human beings. It's actually, like really similar to human beings in in, in a strange way. Um, and then, so it's cruising around. It finally finds a place to yeah. eventually to attach to. And then once it attaches, it stops moving. Once it stops moving, it literally digests its own brain because it doesn't need it as much anymore because it's wow. not moving anymore. Oh. So the brain's a really expensive organ to operate. It's, it's, I forget how, many cal- how, how much, what percent of our cal- calories it takes, but it's like a oh. lot, like a high percentage. Our yeah. brain is... Whoa. 
but it's it's to move our bodies. Yeah. Does that happen to us? I mean, I don't know, I but mean, I think it, so. We don't eat our brains, but do they get like, do we lose some of our stuff? Don't you think if we yeah, don't like, move? Like walking is huge on consolidating memories. Yeah. It's huge on creativity. Most of like the most creative people in history, they're like, yeah, take a walk and Absolutely. have my little journal, write my ideas out. So I have I'm sure to you're walk. the same. I literally, you know, like I walk person. like almost, we walk three or six miles a day because we just walk, 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 walk. Like yeah. I'm a walker. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's brain, it's so affected. Like my brain is so connected to, we are like, it's me, just me. Mm. It's everyone. <laughs> no, it's everybody. Yeah. If you're a human, it's going to be beneficial for you. And as you're doing that, like, again, getting back to like the evolutionary part, yeah. that's massaging your organs, mm. right? It's mm-hmm. assisting in peristalsis and like the, like that, that, that undulation of your intestines to move food through your system. Mm-hmm. Walking does that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's opening up your hips. It's activating your glutes. It's stimulating that, activating that pelvic floor. It's integrating the hemispheres of the brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all that. If you take that away, the the body gets sick. Totally. You know, and, and our world, what we've done is we've done just this beautiful job of making things easier, you mm-hmm. know, more efficient. So we flatten everything out. So now I don't need to move around on contours. I don't need to take my ankles through range of motion. I don't have to really like work. I just kind of like stumble along and I get to where I need to be at. And we wear sketchers on sidewalks. And we're sketchers on sidewalks or high heels <laughs> right. or what have you. Right. You know, and so we've done such a great job of, of making things easy, mm-hmm. then now we've actually made things a lot harder. Mm. And now we need to figure out a way to add on this supplement of movement. So now I get a gym membership and I get a, you know, Tybo, whatever, you know, I get the DVD thing and I'm in my flat house inside the walls with artificial <laughs> lights, like kicking the air, <laughs> trying to replicate yes. what I would just naturally do if I take my goddamn <laughs> shoes off and go for a walk in some grass. I'm in a fight <laughs> with a tiger right now. Getting all worked up. Sorry. <laughs> so how do you feel about that with the beliefs? Like, how do you, because I feel like the, uh, so, so for the work that you do, you have to work with somewhat open people because you get in there. Yep. So how do you work with the beliefs around, man, what people have come to believe in the world? Because so I only get in there as much as someone yeah. wants to entertain, you know, so that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So like you're from with like neurolinguistic programming uh-huh. and all that's like Tony Robbins yeah. stuff. You know, so as we're communicating with each other, we want to, you know, you, you want to kind of like you can like model each other or start off like almost like mirroring each other, yeah. you know? And from that, if I'm like way too like, okay, I'm like super <laughs> animated movement guy. You're like, okay, I hate that guy. Um, <laughs> he's that guy. way too different. <laughs> you know, he's a threat to the tribe. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> cannot be trusted. Yeah, cannot be trusted. He's different. So starting off, just meeting people exactly where they're at, mm. which that's like, Oof, that's huge. There could be a whole book on that. Oh my God. That's, that could be a whole, I, I'm like, we could just take the podcast there, there, there for the rest, there, of there the, the rest of the so, time. Yeah. Meeting people mm-hmm. completely where they're at. Um, meeting people without any judgment because I have so much bullshit in myself. Mm. So for me to pass judgment on anybody else, I'm just like, all right, well now I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like there's, until you're flawlessly immaculate, which is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense to pass judgment on anybody else. Mm-hmm. There's a quote from somebody who said, be kind to everyone for they're fighting a great battle inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. oh yeah, that's definitely, definitely me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's been really like that's been huge for well, it's been huge for Chris and I lately. Like just whenever it comes up, because it's not judgment is actually like your own. It creates your own really fast way into a personal prison. Like I'm never happy when yeah. I'm judging someone. You're judging yourself, and I'm yeah, exactly. And it's like literally, I feel it in my life, and it. 
every time I judge someone, I find it makes me shrink because I'm like, oh, other you're subconsciously like other people will be judging me. Yeah. Judging is great though. Because when you judge, you can, it's almost like a yoga teacher once said, never waste a trigger. And I was like, mm. oh, like usually I don't get a lot from the yoga, yoga, you know, when they go to like <laughs> yeah. the spiritual rants. Yeah. But I'm like, that was legit. That is really, okay. So when you have a trigger, there. Yeah. yeah. So when you have a trigger, mm-hmm. there's something, if it's truly a trigger, if it's truly something that's like, oh, it makes me angry. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, great. Well, then this is actually deeply embedded inside of you. Mm-hmm. If something's neutral, and someone says, oh, I think you're fat. Like, if you call me fat, I'd be like, I don't care. There's no charge there. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. You know, but if you called me, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to lay my weaknesses down on the table. <laughs> so, let, let me let start you, trying I'll some. let you no, slowly <laughs> divulge. Uh, but call me a thing that I'm actually, it's like, I don't actually, I don't whatever. But then I'm like, oh, that stirs mm-hmm. you up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so there it's like, okay, most of us, what we prefer to do is we'd say, okay, cover that up. More bench press, more push-ups, more green juice, more money, more power, more superficial relationships, Mm -hmm. more house, more, I need a fancier car. I need to wash the car. I need to get rid of these clothes. Mm -hmm. You know, like whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Instead, we can say, oh, what if I just sat with that? Mm. uh, Byron Katie, she mentioned a thing about, um, she said, if you have a question, sit in silence and wait for the answer. Mm. And that's like, we're just never taught that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we're like active go getter. If you're yeah. not a go getter, you're a lazy piece of trash. Mm-hmm. You know, so we yeah. miss out on that whole thing of like, what about just like stillness? Mm-hmm. It's really important. I'm like, that's that to me might be, yeah, that's like a big work for me. Yeah. Oh, it's bringing me back to your uh, talking about your meditation and just that's so that's what I was going to ask you about like the pain you felt. What it, what came from it? Do you know what it was? Did it tell you what it was? Was Which it pain? Um, in the meditation when you felt the, the oh, pain, like the fire. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I know. No, I didn't. I know at the end, I was like crying in the desert. It was pretty cool. Mm. I, was, I was like, yeah. I think it just started. And then afterwards, I felt almost like a little crazy for, for a little while after that. Like yeah. you get off of like the teat, you know, like yeah. the technological Instagram. It's 10 days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't even that much time in the grand scheme of things, but you know, to, to, to take yourself off of, of, of like the validation teat for 10 days and, and not be able to reach out to something every time I feel a thing come mm. up, I feel lonely, I feel whatever I'll reach out. And then like, Somebody like you, where you have, you know, an inbox right now, you could look at your direct messages and you'd have at least four people saying they think you're awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that can be like a really slippery slope to be on. Mm-hmm. Cause now all of a sudden I look out and I get that little dopamine. Ooh. Oh yeah. I literally, <laughs> I observe it every day. Like I'll observe when I'm like, I'll go, I'll feel my hand. It's like, a, I won't even know I'm doing it. And I'll feel my hand and be like, you oh, literally just it's effed up. grabbed for your phone for like a, I'm bored or uh, what I'm watching isn't enough or huh, this is a boring part of the book. I'm like, you're reading right now. Yeah, you right. don't need to look at your, that's crazy when you, when you acknowledge that. So if we have the the courage to actually like sit with that, which I'm still sorting mine out, Yeah. but I know that every time I do, I get the most value, mm-hmm. you know, cause when you have that moment of, okay, I know that there's, there's no value in me reaching for my like EMF machine, you know, blue light machine and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And EMF being like electromagnetic frequencies, it's like not good for you, whatever. Um, there's nothing serving me from that. 
but I'm still reaching out. I'm reaching out for food. I'm reaching out for the booty call of the person that's actually toxic for me. Mm-hmm. You know, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. If you are able to like, okay, cool. There's the trigger. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that from, you know, Byron Katie or a lot of, you know, smart, introspective type people, it's like, sit with that and you'll get yeah. some serious answers mm-hmm. if you're courageous enough to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think really very few people are. Do you think that requires like, well, I think, okay, I just answered this in my head, but I want to know your answer. <laughs> Did you see the thought bubble? You're like, I saw it. It was chaotic. <laughs> Do you think that you have to create space for that though? Because so many people, we, we like just fill it with, we say we're busy or we have work or we go out or do you almost need to, are you clearing some space for work like that? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. making some space in your day. Yeah. I think also ha- like having valuable, having things that you actually value in your life. You know, it's, it's being, so with that space, with any, like what I've done a lot is I've replaced one addiction with another thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy for me to be like all high and mighty. Cause I don't like smoke meth or something right? or whatever you do with meth. <laughs> I think you, I don't, I actually don't know. I, I think, think you, you do it. smoke it. Okay. You smoke it too, probably. I, I don't know. I don't know. For a further Still podcast, we'll do some research, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Find out. Yeah. Oh. By the time we get to my podcast, we'll know about meth usage. <laughs> we'll do a brief. A we can't brief, leave them hanging. A brief break. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, so like you've replaced one habit with another. Oh man, I do that all the time. But it's not meth. We all do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, and so and so I think within that, it's like okay, again, it's like look at the history. All right, I get that. I was a thing that I'll do is I'll emotionally eat and I'll mm-hmm. eat. It feels good to chew. It's also like a visceral thing, which is kind of like a sexual thing. It's like yeah. a part of like your deep visceral, mm-hmm. you know, so that's something I'll notice myself. I'm like, Oh, I'm chewing. I'm like reaching out for the, the bag. Wow. I didn't even notice the bag is here. I like oh, yeah. subconsciously just like levitated the bag in front of my face. I'm like, Oh, there it is. I guess I'll have to eat the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> that happens to me all the time. God brought it yeah. here. I don't want to offend God. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, cool. So um, I'll replace that with something else. So I think that we need to actively replace it with things that are actually like support our lives, mm. you know, so you can get like an exercise habit or you can get like a walking on the beach habit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think having anchors are really valuable mm-hmm. in your day, you know, so every day, no matter what, I will fill in the blank thing. Like for me, I, you know, I like exercise every day. It's yeah. just a non-negotiable. At some point I'm going to be doing something like yeah. that. I'll go to yoga, I'll go to the beach, I'll do acro stuff. But, you know, something that's valuable for me is I'll go watch the sunset at mm. Santa Monica Pier at yep. the old muscle, original Muscle Beach. I'll do that almost every day. You know, and so to me, something like that, it just, it creates like an anchor of like, mm. no matter what, I went and I had this epic sunset. Yeah. You know, whereas I think it's really easy for us to each day to kind of just become almost like matted on top of the last, kind of like yeah. connective tissue in your body, actually, if you don't move it, mm. right? I think they're the same thing. So each day they'll become matted on top of each other. And eventually you just feel so thick and mm. stuck and like glued inside of your yourself because you didn't really address, like I think journaling is a powerful thing too, to really mm-hmm. address like, what did I do today? Mm-hmm. You know, like what would make today great? Mm. At the end of the day, like what happened? What could I have done better? Yeah. To actually like look and say, okay, like where, what is the position of my, joints of my hips of my what's the range of motion of my fill in the blank thing mm-hmm. you know if you become accountable with that each day eventually those layers start to peel back mm-hmm. but i think having those those anchor points are really super super valuable for me mm-hmm. you know so i think so. um i i love that because i feel that 
I feel the same way. And that brings me, that brings me into a question because it's like replacing addictions. We just replace addictions with addictions. So, but as important as stillness and being is and observing and, um, you know, really needing to be still to just really hear answers. I also believe it's equally important to have to move and have those super healthy addictions. Like, do you think we're meant to always be doing like, but what's the balance in that? You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to be like, oh, doing feels good. Doing is good for me. Doing these right. anchors are great. And all of a sudden you have all of these anchors that can actually be stressful. Yeah. I've been thinking about this thing. Um, hopefully it's not too out there for this, but it feels to me like if you don't have enough stillness in your life, then it's easy for, I almost think it was like two balloons. Mm-hmm. There's like the external world. Yep. For most of us, it's super powerful, high pressure. It like forms us. You know, so we're just kind of thrown a little woo because we don't have enough of that that stillness inside and that like self worth or that just comfort being in your own skin. Mm-hmm. You know, I think something like meditation is really helpful for that. But there's a lot of different you know forms of that, but for most of us, the outside energy is so potent that it just forms us into whatever. But I think that through a practice, for example, like a meditation, it almost starts to like fill that internal balloon so you can start to shape the superficial world around Mm -hmm. you. And so you can Mm -hmm. see that with certain people that are like visionary, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, like you're like this, Um, you know, where it's like, oh, there's like, she's got a big old world inside of her. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the way that we cultivate that is I think through all the things that, you know, we're kind of talking about, like having those anchor points and having those stillnesses and that. And then from there, once you have that and you can really visualize, mm-hmm. be visionary yeah. and form the world around you mm. now go into action, mm-hmm. but you were quiet enough to actually hear the whispers of what you really, mm-hmm. what's the best for you. That's that self-actualization thing. I think mm. like we get these whispers all the time. Right. And I'm only really starting to, and it could be just, the, you know, whatever, it could be you know, crazy voices or whatever, but I'm only starting to really hear these whispers, I think, in like the last year, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's like, okay, I think you should, it could be as simple as like, you need to go to that dinner party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, okay. you're like, you need to call that person right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and we grow up hearing that, you know, if you hear voices in your head, you're a crazy person. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that we should embrace those voices because as we start to, you start to really like, that's, I think that's like real true guidance. Mm, I think that's so, I think that's so important for people to hear. I think, especially from a male, like that you hear that too, because I think in, I think so many women who listen to this always struggle with thinking that they're, you know, they're experiencing this and they want their spouse to experience it or they that they don't experience it. Do you know what I'm saying? They yeah. they don't feel like maybe their spouse believes how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. I know that so many women who listen to the podcast are like into the work and they don't feel like their significant other is necessarily like on the path with them. Mm-hmm. So I would say, what would you say to a woman who wants her significant other to go on somewhat of a journey like that, where they also want their person to be in touch, like in self-aware, but it's, you know, how do you bring that into their world? Hmm. I mean, the easiest answer, we go do a freaking Vipassana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like, that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think something like that is because we are so thickly entrenched in like all these little micro addictions yeah. that we don't see as being too big of a deal, you know, but if like a, a person, like if the question was reframed to like, I have a 
a friend, her brother, whatever, that's a drug addict. Mm -hmm. Like, what can I do? Should I get him maybe like, I'll get him chocolate or something or get him like some, something that's like healthy replacement or whatever. They're addicted to fucking drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I think having like a strong pattern interrupt, Mm. you know, so maybe we do a trip somewhere far away. Yeah. You know, we just have a strong pattern interrupt. Yes. You know, because we, we do all these different things. And I think it's really valuable. You know, I could list a million different things I think are valuable to like change your home and stuff yeah. like that. But I think we need something bigger than that for most people. Yeah. You know, you need a Kinda big old rock. That, yeah. mm-hmm. that, boom, like, yeah. whoa, that's some real ripples. Yeah. You know, most of us, we have so much static because the lack of quietness or whatever, you know, not or whatever, lack of quietness, I think, like stillness. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have so much static around us that adding a, a little ripple in, a little pebble, to try and augment things, I think usually is like it just gets consumed by the totally. by the tidal wave of of your previous momentum. That happens in my life all the time. But I I love that you said the uh, pattern interrupt because that's what happened with that's what I actually did to Chris. Okay, oh, <laughs> so perfect. Like, We're going on this surf retreat, and it was totally like a ecstatic dancing yoga oh, howling at the you, moon. You like, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, lots of naked chicks and waves. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. He's like, yeah, let's go. Um, and literally the first night he was like, I'm going home. This is not for me. <laughs> and yeah. And it was just like the biggest, I can't even tell you, but it was, it was seven days of like, I mean, massive immersion so far outside of, I was uncomfortable and I'd been to things like that. You know cool. what I mean? And um, like, he was a different person. Mm-hmm. So, like, from then on, like it didn't go backward. It only went forward. Yep. And it was because, you know, you, you fool them. Yeah. No. Well, so with that, so I'll do, so one of my like tricks is I will flip people upside down. I do like acro mm-hmm. yoga, like therapeutic stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, other, other versions of it, but you can flip somebody upside down and you have them hanging literally from your feet or from yeah. their hips. And you know, you can start working with their spine and their diaphragm and shoulders and, and you do body work with them. Yeah but they're in a totally different state. You know, whereas when I'm standing on my feet or I'm even, I'm laying down, I've done that millions of times. Yeah. And so I'm like in control of that. But if I flip you upside down and now all of a sudden you just have to completely trust me because you're mm-hmm. so disoriented, you have no idea what's going on. Mm. Now we can start to actually have a conversation. Yeah. Because before you had so many layers of BS, of previous stuff. That I'm just like, ugh, like hacking away. I'm just so tired. Mm, mm-hmm. But if you can put yourself in that brand new situation, and even with a partner, you guys can grow together because it's like all of a sudden, I'm sure he with you as well. He saw different sides of you that he never saw before. Totally. Because it was different for both of you. Yeah. So now, oh, wow, cool. It's like, it's almost, you know, people are all, a lot of like my friends or whatever, like enamored with like polyamory and like mm-hmm. open relationships and all that stuff. Yeah. I get that. And I think that if you are putting, each other into various situations where you're actually exposing different sides of you. Like mm-hmm. each person, you know, we all have, I think, you know, kind of like we, ha- we all have everybody inside of us. Mm-hmm. We all have a little bit of Obama and a little bit of Hitler and a little bit of like, mm-hmm. you know, all the personalities. If someone's sensing something in the world, I think that you have that experience in yourself. Right. You know, and so if you go into those situations and you see, wow, it's a whole new side of Laurie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's almost like I have another partner. It t- I, I, we talk about that all the time, actually, because there's a there's like an old book. It's called Cheating on Your Husband with Your Husband, and it's about yeah, putting that. getting in like a different situation so you get a different person. And 
I love what you, just getting people in different environments and doing different things about how you do acro. I freaking love that because it's a little bit like we forget that you are a different person in a different situation. They don't, you don't get to be what you're used to being because it's no longer easy to be that. It's no longer right. like it can't serve you in that situation at all. You actually have to become someone different yep. to be able to go through this situation. And it teaches you that you can become someone different yeah. on a dime. Yeah. You know, so that's a lot of people have a fear of traveling, mm. you know, because like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, I did like a, it was like a seven month long motorcycle trip where I went through like Mexico and Central America oh, and awesome. it was like living in a hammock yeah. and just random, just randomness. I mean, awesome for you. Probably not for, no, I'm just kidding. It was good. No, it was good. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> mom, my, bring out a lot in me. Yeah. Right. But the funny thing with that is every new state or country that I would go into, I'd ask people because I was like scared of stuff because I yeah. grew up like an American, you know, white kid that's just like, I'm scared of things. Um, <laughs> it's just the way it is. We're taught to be afraid friends. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'd ask people and I was like, oh shit, everybody else is afraid of everything else as well. Like mm. I go into each state, like in, Mex like in Mexico, for example, and They'd be like, oh, wow, you're going to Jalisco or whatever. I don't yeah. know what I'm just making up names. <laughs> you know, you're going to there. Oh, man, they're going to, they'll they'll likely kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, good. Well, I'm going there tomorrow. So I hope it works out. You know, yeah. And then I get into that place and they're like, oh, man, you came from there. I'm surprised they didn't kill you. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they were incredibly friendly, actually. Yeah. They like invited me to their house and we had biscuits. Like they were just yeah. like, they were amazing. Every person, amazing. You know? <laughs> yeah. And like that's I'm like, okay, once again, I'm seeing this trend. Wow. Every new state, new country, whatever I go into, 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of people are amazing. Mm -hmm. And then there's with anything, there's like funny situations that you can, if you're sensitive, hopefully you avoid that. But mm -hmm. like the world is kind. Yeah. I think of that all the time because we live in LA. Yeah. And when people are like, oh, don't go there right now. It's terrible. I'm like, you live in LA. Right. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, did you yeah. did you forget like that you shit. are like thriving in LA? You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's okay. Yeah. So as you but as you go in there, so you learn from that history, but you need to learn from your history. Mm. If your history is just your backyard, mm -hmm. then you're you're you'll start to close in on yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the human organism, from my perception, is it feeds on adaptation. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you're stuck within the confines of your fence, it's literally like you're, you're tying a noose around yourself yes. and it just gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And then eventually, you know, whatever, that was your life. Mm -hmm. But every time it's like medicine, like literally medicine. Every time you go out and you realize, wow, people are actually like loving and caring and, you know, have the same vulnerabilities and yeah. insecurities that I do. Mm -hmm. Every time you do that, it's not only do you realize the world's much more safe, but you realize that, oh shit, I kind of am the world mm. and I feel more safe inside myself. If I feel mm. safe on the globe, then I start to feel safe inside my skin. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I actually have to book trips and like things that really stretch me like that to feel safe. Otherwise, I know that I have the, like my default is to start to get anxious quickly if I don't continue to get out in the world. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like a, it's built in for my own like happiness and mm. remembrance that the world is good and people are good because I have to go get in it in order to remember that. So mm -hmm. it's like built into like my, what are you doing this year to expand? What do you, how many places are you going? Like, what are you going to do so that you go and get aware of that? And you can get lost in the whole turmoil of of going out in order to to go yeah. in. 
You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, I'm like mm-hmm. getting like way too metaphorical with all this stuff. But I think that that's, that's something I've realized as well. Doing, mm. I've done a bunch of like, for a while, I would leave for a winter. I'd buy like a one-way ticket to fill in the blank place in the world mm-hmm. and just kind of explore for five months or something. Right. Um, and in those time frames, one thing I went through a lot of was like loneliness. That's mm. been like a recurring thing. Um, you know, and with that though, it felt uh, something that I, I, I learned was that you're always traveling. Mm. You know, so if someone's listening to this and like, okay, cool, that's great. I'd love the idea of flying to Bangkok, but that's like a thousand dollar ticket. And then right. I got to figure out, I got a job, like I got to pay rent. Like it's like, uh. um, but the reality is you're like, do you know Joseph Campbell, the whole hero, a thousand faces, all that stuff? I, I haven't about, read the whole thing, but out, yeah. Great. Okay. Um, so he talks about the hero's journey Yeah, and we're all on this hero's journey, mm-hmm. every one of us, you know, and one of the thing he talks about in that is that you start off in the, what you conceive is like the ordinary world. Mm-hmm. And the ordinary world is like the place that you conceive to be normal. But the reality, every ordinary world is totally weird. Mm. You know, and that's why we travel is we go out to see, you know, new things and new cultures and all that. And then you come back and you're like, oh, I kind of get it. You know, when I go back home, probably when you go back home to, uh, where did you say you grew up? Uh, upper Michigan. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you go back home to Upper Michigan, you have to see it from a completely different vantage point. Oh my point. God. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Every year is different. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. It's like reading a book. Yeah. You really can pretty much read one book if it's a good one and that could be your book. Yeah. Because every time you go out and you explore the world, you come back, you're a different person. Yes. You reread that book. You're like, oh wow, I never even, so much in here. I didn't even notice because yeah. I didn't have the lens to see it. Yeah. The cat in the hat is mind blowing. <laughs> it actually could be. Cartoon stuffs are awesome because they 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 can they can wrap in all these messages that like the dense books are you're just not gonna read it. Mm-hmm. But if you can consolidate something, that's like true genius. Yeah, if you ever go back and like watch Disney movies and you're like, what? Oh yeah. How did I not like? One this thing, is amazing. Yeah, a high percentage of them were also tripping on psychedelics. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, for sure. <laughs> when you actually go back and you're like. Wow. How did they let that in there? That's crazy. Well, if you're like an adult man and you're like, you know, you're like your passion has been creating animated fictional worlds, like, of course, of course. <laughs> of course. Like, of course. Would you expect Of course you found psychedelics at 14. Yeah. Of course you did. Like, what else would you expect from that? He's not an accountant. <laughs> Jesus. Such a, and, and thank you for those minds because they have blessed my life. Yeah. <laughs> they have absolutely blessed my childhood. So. Well, the musician and the gesture and all that, like they're like yeah. so important for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's like, there's a reason that we pay those people a lot of money because they really are, you know, it, it allows us to like shine a different light, a different vantage point mm-hmm. to give those people the freedom to look at the world from, from like, just different lenses because mm-hmm. I'm so focused on the one lens that I have because I got to pay right. rent and I got to sort my shit out. Yeah. You know, but so to have somebody else, it's like, here, let's just culturally, let's invest in you to just be the gesture and look at the world from all these different lenses and see mm-hmm. how ridiculous all this really is. Mm-hmm. Shit is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so There's good. nothing that's not ridiculous. Yeah. So you're technically like whenever we're wanting something new in our life or we're like even... That's so interesting. We're always just paying for someone's lenses. Like, mm, 
Mm-hmm. That's what and, we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, I we're just sharing that. lenses. I'm putting oh, your glasses on, you're putting mine I on. I love different lenses. Mm. They're so good. Yeah. Um, so what's most exciting for you now? Because I've been like, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but, oh, but um, it's likewise. got a lot of time has gone by. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I'm doing a book right now, which is exciting, but that's not going to be out for another like probably 13 months. Okay, that's but probably, real quick, what is it about? Uh, so it's kind of about how our world forms us. Okay. kind of things that we're talking about, mm. you know, how, how our physical world and also emotional world, cultural, all that stuff yeah. literally forms your bones, forms wow. your connective tissue, forms mm-hmm. your posture. And then, uh, so that's like a huge part of it. And then also so how you can start to integrate basic, simple fundamentals into your day to day to really like be physically empowered mm-hmm. and all that stems into everything else, yeah. like your physical body and your emotional body and, you know, all the different, whatever bodies you'd want. Um, I think it's all just one body. Yeah. You know, we dissect it to educate mm. and learn and write books about it. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's all, it's all applied together. Mm. Like your body doesn't know. When you think of the body as like the two dimensional maps and bicep brachialis connects to anterior blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Your body's like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm <laughs> glad this is working out for you. Like you feel like you understand, yeah. but like we're just one body. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it kind of gets into um, also like how music affects us and how looking out into the distance and looking up close, like those are ranges of motions in the, called the ciliary muscles in your eyes. Mm. Like everything that you're doing throughout the day is some form of movement Mm. and you can start to be a bit more empowered. Mm, That's awesome. I'm excited for that. How's that process going? Oh, it's cool. So I have a co-writer, which is exciting. And so we have like accountability, which which is really important. Yep. You know, so that's, that's a huge deal. And the co-writer's awesome. He's like written with like Laird Hamilton and I don't know if you know Kelly Starrett. He's like, uh, Mm -hmm. he's in that world. He's like a big deal, like self-care movement, all that stuff. So that's really fun. Yeah. And we're doing, launching an online program, the Align Method program, which focuses specifically on unwinding patterns of, you know, being hunched over, looking at phones and offices and staring at screens. Mm -hmm. It's all one pattern of collapse. Mm. If you collapse at any level in the body, then that collapse, it, it mm-hmm. spins out into the next, into the next, into the next. And so if we can start to unwind some of those basic patterns, um, mm. the whole body starts to literally heal itself. Mm. That's awesome. So it's the new year. It's so new what, year. Do wanna, what do you want to stop? What's one thing you want to stop oh. in the new year? Okay. I think something that's big for me is, is really just honing in focus on everything you know so any superfluous nonsense that kind of just like weighs me down so like social media is a thing Mm. a lot of it's just it's just nonsense Mm -hmm. any type of like unnecessary eating you know that's just like again it's like i'm just eating to move my face yeah (laughs) i'm so good at that though like look how good my face moves and as i do that and then also along with that something i've been pondering on is having enough compassion for myself to say like, it's okay. Mm. It's okay to want to move your face. Yeah, that one. You know, it's okay. It's okay to, to, to reach out for your phone because you actually maybe want to hug or you actually, you know, something deeper than just like the the cell phone stimulation. It's okay, buddy. (laughs) Like, like, like it's all right. Mm -hmm. Cause then we end up doing that double bind thing where now we're all pissed (laughs) off at ourselves because we're doing the food and doing the cell phone. And now I'm like, Oh, now I'm even more contracted. So I think along with that, compassion. (laughs) So it's focus and compassion, I would say. Oh, I love that. So what do you want to start? Like, is there something that you haven't done yet that you want to begin doing? Mm, Well, I, so for one thing, I see life and and such, like holidays always weird me out because um, like my days without the holiday 
I think are quite great. Like throughout the day, like yeah. I love my day. Like I yeah. love doing this with you. I love after this, I'm meeting up with Chris Ryan, who's like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Sex at dawn. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about other interesting stuff. And then I'm probably going to go to the beach and pick people up over my head. And then maybe yeah. I'll go to yoga tonight. And then after that, I'll come back and write. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And then the holidays come around. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I need to do something amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the new year, you have yeah. to change. Um, <laughs> so honestly, like I don't care that much, and I care regularly. Mm. So something, <laughs> something. <laughs> I feel like I'm in my brain right now. I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And so whatever. I mean, <laughs> I think just more self compassion. Yeah. Fucking love myself. Yeah. Like no matter all the bullshit. Like, it's all good. You're just yeah. going through your journey. Mm. You know? Well, that is a pretty good place to end on. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say I'm so grateful for you. And I, and I, you know what? I want to get really, because your thing was being vulnerable. Yeah. I want to get vulnerable. And I, I want to tell you that I think I was scared to get to know you because it triggered my, I'm not, I won't be smart enough for him. Oh! <laughs> so <laughs> I'd have had like the same thing with you. <laughs> so. I'm having an acknowledgement moment of like how facing like what you're afraid of is actually one of the most beautiful. Like I'm so just, I'm in a really beautiful place of like bliss right now of like number one learning from myself and having a beautiful new connection. So thank you for that. I'm so grateful for just all that you offer to the world. Oh man. <laughs> exact same right back at you oh well thank you and you guys if you love this episode make sure you share it with your friends and until next time earn your happy bye everyone thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the earn your happy podcast i am so glad that you stopped by if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful also please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to itunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment tell us what you think tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community without an online community you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement which is what i know that we're all after and you can build trust or monetize your audience when you get community right not only does your audience grow faster but so do your sales but where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days and a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so circle is an all-in-one community platform it lets you host content and create discussions live streams group chats and memberships all under your own brand and what's so cool about circle.so is that you don't even need a website or facebook group instead circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members you can even create locked and unlocked content spaces groups and classes how freaking cool is that you can put your content behind a paywall too and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14-day trial for you so you can go check it out see if you like it see if you love all the options just go to circle.so go check it out right now you guys imagine being able to manage your community start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place you have to log into so many different things if this is the year to capture organize and monetize your community head over to circle.so you can get a free trial and start building your online community right now just go to circle.so you guys you get the 14 day free trial so just go and see if it's for you it's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier it's so freaking cool want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more 
people journal. Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.